Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yo, yeah. Different in every category, specialized in allegory. Tech force is the truth, and that's non-fiction and the story. Nerdcore affiliate, a titan, you can witness it. Evil with this residence, our nemesis, the hesitant. Rocking lots of blast, nerds moving hella fast. People saying they don't get it, we just leave them in the past. I'm too busy sitting trans until they catch me in defense. Beat the force, will it depends? I need more mitochlorians. Whoa. A perfect combo, bombing flows like Rombo. The first blood you see is from the corner like Rondo. And OG Otaku, yes, Earth, that's my waifu. Pat Lay. For the guy, but your kids check your YouTube. I'm the one that brought the SDF one, hitting the Mars for fun, carrying a Gatling gun, and interstellar Kagan one. Cataclysmic tendencies are your verbal deficiency, or getting murdered, nerd, please. Yeah, and I hope y'all ready, cause we're about to go on. Nerdcore is that shit, word is born, and we won't stop until the break is on. What you think, huh? Yeah, and I hope y'all ready, cause we're about to get live. Word is born, and we won't stop until the break of dawn. What you think, huh? 
yeah. And I hope y'all ready, cause we about to get live. Phil Lonely Young's gonna stay on his grind. And I won't stop until the day I die with the same, huh? Yeah. And hope y'all ready, cause we about to go on. Girl, this shit was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the horns go. Yeah, yeah. Funko Land. All right, sorry about that. You're now listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth, with your host, Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, Adrian Charleston, and I'm your moderator, just some guy named Jay, like I've always been. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to assimilating black folks from all walks of life, teaching and preaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people, and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show, which I believe is not hosted by a convicted felon or conspiracy theorist wacko or closeted lesbian. Great children as good as all those people, too, so listen up. <laughs> uh, because tonight's topic and theme is, uh, well, tonight's topic and theme is, uh, do you believe video games have a negative effect on our youth? And if so, what can we do about that? And uh, this is going to be a quick and painless show because the answer to that is, I, I know, probably not. We're going to just do what we're going to do anyway. Okay, but anyway, we're going to have the discussion. Also joining us is our guest, nerdcore hip-hop producer Felonious Funk of the group Symphonic Phoenix Force, who is known for sampling sounds from video games and video game soundtracks to make his beats. Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady will put him in the hot seat, and after the interview, he will join us for uh, some discussions about the topic. Uh, but before we get into all that, I just want to say that you can check us out at www.blacktopia.org, and you can check us out, and you can also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app on iTunes, Amazon.com, and Blackberry World. Okay. Before I start, I just want to give a shout-out to Florida artist Mob Boss. Oh, and the loneliest funk is in uh, Florida, too. Got to get them hooked up. Uh, artist Mob Boss and his single Heart of a Lion. Get more updates on Mob, uh, Mob Boss uh, and his music by visiting his official promo blog at www.mobboss.blogspot.com. And that's Mob with two Bs. That's M-O-B-B-B-O-S-S.blogspot.com. Check them out. I also want to, uh, you know, I just want to give a shout-out to Circa 2009. You can purchase... All natural, chemical-free hair care, skin care, aromatherapy, and hygiene products provided by Circa 2009 by visiting circa2009.com and circa2000.net. It's a healthier way to live and be clean. Yes, yes. All right, enough of me plugging shit because I'll do that later on in the show anyway. Going ahead and bring everybody on, starting with Bob the Country Cleaning Lady. Bob the Country Cleaning Lady. What's going on, Jay? Just doing a show. <laughs> Tuesday. I know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Let's go ahead and bring on the uh 
bring on. Uh, I, I can't say the other one anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna get cussed out. Let's see how let's see how that sounds for Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Adrian Schultz. Yes, you can say my name. Hey. Oh. Hey, Barbara. How are y'all? I missed y'all last week.
when I played in my church band, uh, like I really didn't know how to play piano. I kind of just like learned by ear, like however that goes. And so like I would just like press on chords and like I thought I was doing something, but uh, then I uh my uncle heard me play and he was like, "You kind of sound like Thelonious Monk, you know, the jazz musician." At the time, mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't know who that was. But then I got it. But then years later, got into college, found out who that was, and like I thought I was doing something original, but I wasn't. Like, cause he kind of, you know, um, they call him the uh, he was the elephant on the keys. But mm-hmm. like once I got to research him, his mentality was like, uh, even though he's he's won so many awards and he had all these gold records, he's like he didn't it didn't matter what he got. He just wanted to do music, and right. I kind of just, I took that into my um, career and thinking and whatnot, and like from there. And plus the PH or whatnot, I just wanted to you know suit my name, so Thelonious Funk. Okay, a little bit about your background, the streets and games, being that you came from Ohio. How did you mm-hmm. escape that life to go to college, and ultimately become <laughs> the career that you have? Um, my well, my grandma kept me in the house. <laughs> like I only had like a couple friends, but I only got to see them mm-hmm. at school. Like I really didn't get to go out. And so when I stayed while I was at home, you know, played games, read comics, and mm-hmm. like I really didn't get out until I went to college. And wow, like, kind of how that, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Like. And plus, I, um, you know, got into music while I was inside, too. So, like, I listened to the radio and bought CDs and whatnot. So, I really didn't get out much. <laughs> That's why I didn't really okay. get into the streets. Mm. And, I mean, it looked like you the only boy within the group of, what, three sisters? How was yep. that like? What was that like <laughs> being the only boy among all them all them girls? Yeah. Uh Side note, I really have uh jeez, I have six sisters. <laughs> oh, three of my mom's okay. three of my dad's. But um okay. yeah, it was it was definitely one sided. <laughs> definitely one sided. That's right, so, girl. Child. <laughs> mm. Well you but, really um, didn't have an opinion, man, so it was like oh yeah, I was like, Wow, when I I saw only saw the three. But okay, I mean mm-hmm. yeah, you really had no opinion there or basically no say on anything. I mean, but it right. looked like, I mean, kind of like for your generation, being a, a mixed child, because, I mean, it's becoming common in your generation. How did being a mixed kid affect you growing up? Because, I mean, now it's, it's a lot differently for the kids, the generation behind you. But how was it for you growing up being a mixed kid? Uh, I mean, it was, I mean, I was still black. So <laughs> it, was, mm-hmm. it was no difference between, you know, darker or lighter skin. I was still black, you know, white people. I mean, I'll, I'll assume that, you know, the whole white supremacy, whatever, they still see me as, you know, the N-word. So mm-hmm. I, I was like, I just, I kept it moving, <laughs> you know. Wow. That's, I mean, that's a little bit different for you because I've known mixed kids who said it's more so the girls that give the girls more of a problem than the guys because, I mean, you know, you got the good hair, decent skin, and, uh, 
you know, a lot of them take that to heart and they have a problem with that. That's why I was saying for you as a guy. I mean, I've never really heard the guys complain so much. I mean, most of the complaints come from the girls because, you know, you got the pretty eyes, you got the, you know, the good hair and the good skin. Yeah. But, I mean, for you as a guy, it didn't really pop off on you as it do on the girls' front? No, not really. Wow. As it's still black. <laughs> That's amazing though for that. Now your group, SPF, give a little yes. synopsis on Symphonic Phoenix Force for the listeners. Symphonic Phoenix Force or SPF, we are a nerdcore hip-hop mm-hmm. group. consists of mm-hmm. me, LX, Turbo Toking, Swag Switcher, and Siren Seraph. Uh, we uh, we are Temple based Temple Florida. Uh, we played quite a few conventions and quite a few venues. Uh, we do hip hop music, but we reference uh, comics, games, um, sci fi, all kinds of stuff. Um, it's still it's still adult music, just because. Uh, we sample games and we reference comments and whatnot. Like, you know, we still, you know, drop a couple of F-bombs here and there. But, yeah, I mean, like, we have some songs that are, like, strict two or four adults, but then, you know, we get on a goofy side as well, you know, and have songs for all ages. So we still try to keep it light. Okay. And y'all generally is considered nerdcore. Tell the listeners what that is and exactly what kind of anime and video games do you sample in the music? Anything, really. Like, I mean, specifically with me, as far as games, I do, like, RPGs, but I also like Mm -hmm. fighting games, too. Uh, Anything with, like, strong orchestral uh, backing, I'll try to sample that. Uh, Also with anime, too. Like mm-hmm. for instance, uh, the Death Note soundtrack has mainly a like, orchestra or choir sound, so I'm usually sampling stuff like that and just flipping. So what is nerdcore? Nerdcore is it's just a subgenre. It's not strictly hip hop. Like it'd be R and B, country, anything. It's just a subgenre. And like I said, nerdcore is basically tone. Um, I'm the subject of, you know, nerd pop culture, basically. Right. Producing a group, what has been your experience in that? Being a producer, it's it can be challenging because each one of the members, like, they have their own distinct style. So I have to, like, be in a whole other uh, you know, brain set when it comes to each member. But Usually, when we come together, like it's kind of a no-brainer. Like we just wanted something that's cool and dope that people want to dance to. Okay. And you work. I saw up there. You work for other music groups. Um, what made you leave those organizations for this current assignment now? Uh, yeah, I, I was with Tunnel Vision Records. That was a mm-hmm. was that recording. A label slash management label. Um, I mean, I I got like just tired of the whole mainstream and 
you know, they had me, like, expecting to, you know, do that type of music, you know, I guess to satisfy the people. And mm-hmm. I looked at it, how I looked at it was, like, when people listen to the radio, I mean, all that music is force-fed because, you know, that label pays the radio a massive amount of cash to play whatever uh, mainstream song over and over, and they don't give mm-hmm. a chance for independent artists to really play this stuff unless they have money. And I was like, and on top of that, like, my sound is weird. So, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. even when I do original stuff, like, even when I do original uh, beats, it kind of sounds like right. video games. So I didn't fit the criteria of, you know, making 808 trap beats. So I was like, I kind of just left that and, you know, just went independent. And I found out about Nerdcore, and I liked it and just stuck with it. Okay. And Nurgle is in this infancy stage right now. I mean, as a producer, how do you plan on making it more mainstream and how much of that project is going to be your responsibility? Nurgle been out for 10 years. Uh, okay. Okay, so I'm the bridge. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, no, I just, I do. Well, I mean, you know, ten years is still a baby compared to all the other genres of music. But I, I'll say, Nerd Curl has been around for ten years. That, 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 that's mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know that's yeah. still, yeah, no, other genres of music been out way long. I just wanted to shout that out. Sorry, sorry, Babs. No, you all right. You yeah, all no right? Because I mean, as far as far as you concerned, Felonis, that's what I'm talking about in y'all project with it. I mean. How responsible are you going to be for making sure that you stay or you become mainstream and keep the focus of your um, fans that you have? I'm just going to, I just keep it real with my music, you know, like, you know, if, or if or when the core goes mainstream, I wanted to still keep in touch with the fans as far as, you know, you know, being real with who I am, you know, still, I still go to cons, you know, still interact with people, you know, still cosplay. And, I mean, when that happens, I just, you know, move forward. I guess just move forward with it, you know. Right. I'm not going to, like, unfake anybody with what right. I do. It's just, just being me. Well, performing at AFO and Shadowcom, do you all have any more performances like that in the future or a tour coming up? Mm, there are a couple of tours we're talking about, it, but that's you know there. Uh, we are talking about doing a performance at DragonCon. That's in Atlanta, and mm. we're supposed to perform. Hopefully, we'll perform at MagFest, which is in January next year, in DC. Okay. Uh, under that, we'll probably just do like local venues around Tampa and Orlando. Hmm. And I saw your religious view was dealism. If I'm saying that that right, what is that? <laughs> uh, uh, this is what I made up because, or dealism, I pretty much is it's a plain words of like a religion. What was it, Jay Dilla? Because like he is one of my top inspirations, Jay Dilla. He was a producer from Detroit. Like, he pretty much mm-hmm. started Neo Soul. And as I was growing up, I really got into that because I liked, um, you know, crazy uh, 
seventh chords and you know smooth uh, drum lines. So mm-hmm. and I listen to him like constantly, especially when Common, uh, like Water for Chocolate album came out. That was mainly produced mm-hmm. by him, by Jay Dilla, mm-hmm. and like I just fell in love with his sound because that's when I really got into Slum Village and uh, you know The Roots and Joe Scott. Right. And so, like, I really just love that dude. You know, rest in peace. But, yeah. Wow. J-Dill is number one. Well, as a producer, what's your opinion of rap in this generation now? <sighs> I wish <laughs> – I mean, it's been going on for a while, but I really wish rappers would pay the producers because – just because they're always saying, yeah, I'll get, yo, give me this beat and I'll get you on them, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, you don't mm-hmm. see any revenue coming back. So, like, most of these rapper, rappers are really pump faking because these labels talk to them, you know, get them all big-headed, and then once they get on, they leave the producer out who made the beat. But mm-hmm. as, far as, as far as rappers today, I mean, yeah, it's just a it's just a generation gap, you know? Cause, I mean, I'm, I'm 31 years old. I grew up mm-hmm. with the 80s and 90s hip-hop stuff, and that was all, you know, it did have messages and, and everything in it, but today's rap, mm-hmm. you know, is you know getting lit, turn up. So, it's like, I guess it's just it's with the age, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there are still rappers out there that give the message, but yeah, it's mainly like getting lit, and whatnot. And I mean, it's if they want to listen to it, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, there's always there are a lot of artists out there, so you know, pick your poison. But I mean, being original, with you being a producer, being original in a package deal, the way somebody um, presents themselves and, and package themselves for the public, all of that has got to be important to just not you go out there and make a one-hit wonder. I mean, that's what I'm saying as far as you're concerned in this generation. Um, some of the group talked about um, Saturday, you know, the music being watered down. I mean, I, I, I say myself that you know, it's being um, money generated. It's not. It's not yeah. people generated. It's not the love of music. It, it, it's just about making that book. I mean, for you as a producer, how how responsible do you think the producer is in the kind of music that the group or the individual produces? I mean, you have well. Yeah, I would love to do it for the music, and I do it for the love of music. But, I mean, unless, I mean, but then that would be considered a hobby, though, right? Because if you can't get paid for it, I mean, you're just doing it to do it. Now, I do say that just because a label tells you to do this and that for an amount of money, but you don't feel in your heart to do it, I mean, there's always an alternate route of, you know, making music and getting it out there. Mhm. And that's why I say and it's so how, mm. And so how far are you willing to, like I asked them Saturday, how far are you willing to compromise your morals in order to make a hit record, a hit song? How much are you willing to sacrifice to do that? <clears throat> like, I'm not going to sacrifice, like, how I do my music, you know. As far as like, you know, giving people the credit or whatnot. Cause, I mean, 
to make a hit record, yeah, it, now it takes like you know twenty writers, like five, five maybe ten producers, whatnot. But I'm like, and that's fine, you know, giving everybody a piece. But I just mm-hmm. want to keep the intent of my music and like how I want to present it. Like I'll never give that up, no matter how much. <laughs> that's why I'm probably mm-hmm. still, still you know being independent. Against signing a label or something, but yeah, I definitely want to keep my rights and all that. Right. I mean, because there are a lot of people out there that you know it doesn't matter what they do to try to get their child into the business, and that's what Mm -hmm. I'm asking you. The first person that they normally um, confront or approach is the producer, and even with you having um, all the rest of SPF there. I mean, if a parent came to you, and I'm saying that loosely, and was willing to do whatever it took to get their child, male or female, into the business, I mean, how far would you be willing to go in order to help that person's child get into the business? I'll help them, or getting into the business, it usually means, generally speaking, like, I'll just assume it. Like say you're trying to get to the business, you know, somehow a label comes to you with a contract. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes to me and say, "Hey, like so and so wants to sign me," here's his contract, and blah blah blah, I'm going to sign it, I'm going to get on. Now I'm gonna help them try to find a lawyer because more than likely it's signing a 360 deal, which means mm-hmm. yeah, they're gonna put out a project or whatnot. They might get in advance, maybe not, but if that Album house to sell, they gotta sell like millions and millions of copies to even get that revenue back. And right. more likely, people are selling singles more than albums. So mm-hmm. there's more of a chance gonna be in debt with the <laughs> label if it happens to pop off or not. So they're kind of in a lose lose situation. Okay. But as far as, as far as like that, like yeah, like I definitely help. You know, <laughs> I'll shit, I'll help myself. I'll help them myself mm-hmm. as far as the contract goes. Mm-hmm. Well, what is one thing about this generation and about yourself, about Phil, that you would like to change or see change? Like, uh, like, this generation is just instant gratification, you know? It's just, whatever happens then, they just want it, like, now, 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 now. And mm-hmm. once they hear, like, for instance, like, the music or whatever, yeah, it's lit and turned up, but after, like, a couple of years, it's not, it's not even worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, uh, if they're going to, like, listen, like, they want to listen to music, like, you know, fine, like, Dope music that you know that could probably last for a lifetime. I mean, or that might even be before its time. I mean, it's great. Every once in a while, listen to you know, uh, Instagramification music, but like the music that's out there, that's like independent, whatever. It's like it gives like a deep message, and you know, it gives you that vibe, and and that really plays into people, plays into. Adults and children's lives, you know, because I mean, hell, they always have the f um, earbuds on, so right. and they always have uh, music fun in the brain, so it, it affects their lives like somewhat. But I'm just saying, like, I wish people would just 
have more options as far as listening to music. Mm-hmm. It's really just the radio out there. They're not understanding the investment. That's how we, we can listen to Tupac, we can listen to Biggie, we can listen to Outkast, we can listen to Bone Thugs and Harmony. We can listen to all of these groups, old school music, because mm-hmm. they left a legacy of invested music, you know, that was quality music. And, I mean, what kind of legacy do you want SPF to leave behind for the fans, for themselves? I want SPF to leave a message that, you know, you can be a nerd, a dork, or you can be whatever you want to be. Just you do you, and don't worry about anybody else. And don't have people, like, Tell you what to do, because I mean that's how that's how we all kind of got together. I mean, uh, X and I were in school, and you know, yeah. <laughs> and you know, we kind of at first we had like other plans, or whatever, as far as like college and whatnot. But then mm-hmm. we got together. It was like, hey man, like let's start making like, like nerdy music. I mean, we both free comic books, and whatnot, like. And there's a following out there, so, and, you know, us two, then the other three came in, and, you know, we kind of just collected together, and we was like, hey, like, let's do something that no other artists in Tampa, like, we're the only nerdcore group in Tampa. Mm-hmm. So, so we're kind of, like, doing big things as far as, like, nerdcore around the city. And, you know, we're just trying to get that message that, you don't have to be street to, you know, rap. Mm-hmm. You don't have to talk about gangs, gun violence, and all that. Right. You just talk about whatever you want. But make it sound dope. Right. Right. What is the one thing about yourself, about Phil, that you want to see different in this generation? Well, it's about focus earlier, just like the quality of music. Uh I know not everybody has like a trained ear, but even with music today, uh you can hear like like some of the songs excuse me on the radio excuse me. Uh, you hear songs on the radio that it's just not mixed well at all. Like some rappers like they have so many like their alleys are so higher than the original lyrics, like, it just takes you out of the uh, frame of the song. And, like, some instruments are, like, off here and there. And it's just, like, it just sounds really off. So, Mm -hmm. as far as me, in my music, like, I want people to, you know, really get into the dynamics of what's being heard and what's being played, not just the beat or just the lyrics, like I want, I want them to hear everything that's in the song. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why I take that's why I take like extra time to like really mix, like all my stuff, because I really want them to get that experience that I'm getting as I make music. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the interview. We have any callers or questions for him, Jay? Ah, uh, people scared, but uh, you know how you do. 
If you're listening in on the link, give us a call at 516-387-1219 and press 1. Yeah, if you're streaming from your phone, all you got to do is press 1. I see a lot of activity in the chat room. Uh, if you want to ask Phil a question, Felonious Funk a question, uh, uh, you know, pop it over in the chat room. Uh, Barbara, Adrian, or myself will read it off to him and, um, and, and uh, you know, keep, keep the conversation going. Um, uh, hey, I got some follow-up questions, but I want to pass the mic to Adrian Charles to see if she does before I, you know, get, get with my follow-up questions right quick. Uh, Adrian Charles, is anything ask Thelonious Funk? Now, now your 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 son, uh, KW the Artisan. You know he uh, you know he's also an illustrator. Uh, I think it would be a it'd be a great collaboration. You know to hear uh, to hear him over one of Thelonious Funk's video game or, or uh, comic book inspired tracks. You know with 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 KW the Artisan spitting. References to, to you know maybe perhaps uh, nerd culture you know Dragon Ball Z stuff or something uh, or anime <laughs> manga stuff over a track produced by Thelonious Funk. What do you what do you think about that? Um, sounds good to me. Just gotta talk to him about it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And he and like um, Thelonious Funk, like I understand, like I. Like everything you were saying, I have those I had those issues with my not issues. Well, I guess it is kind of issues. Issues with my son growing up because being um, a black male, if you're not playing ball, if you're not, you know, doing these certain things that people think that typical black men should do or black yeah. boys should be doing to excel in life, you're looked upon differently. So mm-hmm. with him, it took a while for him to find his niche in. Um, because he was he went to a white high school. Well, he went to you know it was back and forth, black elementary, black um, middle school. But then when he went to high school, the white high school, and he felt he didn't fit in because a lot of the black people that were there, he felt were you know doing other things that he didn't want to do. And because he was smart, he was in the you know classes with all the white folks, and which it should not be that way. But you know. That's how things yeah. are set up. And he really didn't find his niche or people he fit in with until he went to college. And then that's where he figured out, oh, my goodness, there are smart black people in the world that like hip-hop, that like anime, that like Dragon Ball Z, that like all of these things that he's he's into. And so I know that, you know, you two could probably have some some very great grand conversations. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they will connect y'all through um, – through uh, Blacktopia, because he's in Blacktopia. He's very quiet. So That's right, girl. Ciao. <laughs> You're so silly, Jay. <laughs> but, yeah, you can go ahead and ask your, your uh, follow-up questions. I'm, yeah, I'm listening. I'm oh, yeah. talk, look, talking to Tammy in the chat room. That's what I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, uh, well, I got, yeah, I definitely got some, some questions for you, Thelonious Funk. Um yeah, well, first of all, I want to I want to throw out some stuff I think you should sample. Now, um, now see, see, lean in, lean in close. This is what I want. I think you should sample. Uh, let me know if you've heard of these video games. Uh, now these are some old stuff. These are some old video games. Uh, I don't know how old you are, but uh, mm-hmm. but I, I I'm not that old myself. But let me get to the question. <laughs> uh, 
Have you ever heard of Dallas for the Sega Genesis? Was it? Valis for the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Water Valis. You have heard of that? Yep. Yes. I think you it really. Well, now, what is it about? That game is like rare as hell, but I mean, but I, I'm talking to the Nerdcore producer, so I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I, I heard I heard it, but I haven't played it. I heard of it, but yeah, I haven't played it. Okay, okay. Well, uh, well, anyway, definitely check out, look up the Sword of Val. Are you familiar with uh, emulators or ROMs? Uh, I've heard of them, but I don't have them like on my phone or anything. Okay, okay. So I, so I was going to you, how are you getting the samples? Are you sampling them straight from the video game? Like, do you, do you play them and put them through a mixer or something, or do you? Because I, I was, I was thinking that. Or do you find them on YouTube or something? How do you do it? Yeah, I, I used to just go through YouTube. Okay, like, more okay. likely, as far as, as far as finding sounds, like, um, as far as finding, like, um, samples I want to use, like, if, if it's, like, some, like, difficult uh, sample I want to use, like, I'll just, I'll just yank it from YouTube or whatever. But most of the time, I'll just, like, replay it. I just okay, replay okay. that music, and then, yeah. He's like freestyle from there. Okay, okay. Uh, shoot, I, I, man, you should, you should definitely sample. Uh, there's, there's the, uh, the boss music. Uh, there's the end boss music in Valis Three for the Sega Genesis. I mean, excuse me, Valis. Uh, I forget which one, puppy. But <laughs> back in the '80s, uh, uh, you should sample that. That would make, that would make a high track. Uh, you've heard of Blaster Master for the regular for the NES. Yeah. Blaster Master, the boss music sample that. Uh, 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 what else you should sample? Um, pretty much Mega Man is pushing everything from Mega Man. So he, he's <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he's made a. Or, uh, there's a rock band that does that too. Uh, the Megas or something like that. You ever heard of them? Yeah. Yeah, they just yep. took everything. They took everything from Mega Man. So you can't do that again. I got to skip over that game, um, and then I'm gonna ask you something outside of video games. But I, but I just want to keep it. Uh, and another thing, I think you should sample, and um, you should sample. Uh, um, you ever heard of Streets of Rage two for the for the Sega Genesis? Yeah, I did that one already. <laughs> you already what, what did you sample from it? Uh, the first level. Uh, on my on Funko Land, my mixtape. Check out World of Rage. Oh. It features Terrible Toe King and Mastermind. They did the track to that. Oh, okay, okay. Are you okay? You already, you already ahead of me on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, that's that's. Uh, I know there's 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 more stuff, but uh, oh, oh, Castlevania. Um. Yeah, that's on my list too. Uh, but Symphony of the Night in particular. Yeah, that one, that game too. I <laughs> like three Castlevania games, so I yeah, want that one too. Yeah. Oh my God! There's a I, I can't think of the name of it, but uh, but there's this woman uh, playing on the piano, playing uh, on YouTube, where she she's actually playing mm-hmm. uh, the uh, one of the one of the places in the castle, and she's doing like, oh my God, it's sick! You, you should uh, 
Yeah, there's about there's there's the, the symphony of the night. You pretty much take that whole soundtrack and, and flip that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I should have made a list. Uh, so yeah, so, so uh, yeah. hey, if anybody wants to grab the mic, uh, if you're streaming from the phone, all you got to do is press one. If you're listening in on a link, you'll be calling four. Let me excuse me, five one six three eight seven one two one nine. And press one, please join us. Uh, and, and we're going to get to our topic very soon, actually sooner than later, uh, because because you know the callers, you guys want to you guys want to chill tonight and just just listen. That's cool. We got a lot of activity going on in the chat room. Um, if you want to pop a question over, feel free to do that. Uh, artists that's listening in, you can get beats from Felonious Funk by going to by going to feloniousfunk.com. Um, definitely check them out. You got some high beats, and, and, and don't you guys? You guys have to think outside the box. I uh, don't think just because it comes from a video game, it's going to sound cheesy. It's going to sound corny, or you can't put a hot like you could talk about. What you you can rap about that stuff you normally rap about. If you trapping in the streets and thugging and, and slinging dope, whatever you you can sling some dope over some video game beats. You know what I mean? You can still. I mean, well, I mean, I don't recommend it. You know, I don't recommend. I mean, yeah, I don't recommend uh, you actually uh, uh, poisoning poisoning the community like that. But if, but if you want to do it, uh, just do it over some. You can do it over some video game beats. Lonely Funk got some tracks for you, and you can do it. And he flips it. It's hot. I mean, think outside the box. You know, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't matter what the topic you talk about. Just bring the bars, you know. Mm-hmm. That'd be dope. Yeah. Now, uh, now, speaking of artists that's not in the nerdcore genre that's working with you, mm-hmm. uh, D-Hood. D-Hood's yeah. a member of uh, Black Topia. He's reached out to you for some tracks recently, hasn't he? Yeah. About to get back to him uh, probably this weekend. I want I want to hear what y'all do. Um and yeah. uh and, and righteous righteous, right? Jessica DeWitt. I guess she is kind of a nurse core uh artist. She she dabbled in that. Um, yeah. She's yeah, yeah, you yeah, were nice too. Huh? Yeah, but I I got to her. But uh, yeah, she she's working on a comic too. Which sounds yeah. pretty dope. So yeah, like, because she's doing her whole thing, so, like, I'm trying to get back in contact with her, and, like, we'll definitely bring something, something hot. And, uh, also, um, crap, what's his name? Uh, Soul... Soul Chemical. Yeah, Soul Chemical, yeah. Soul Chemical, yeah. I have something with, uh, with him, and he got something with SPF, too, so please be on the lookout for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, slow chemical, man. Definitely, man. Shout out to all those acts. Uh, that you know, yeah, they definitely need to get with you. He, yeah, his comic book is. Uh, I seen his comic book is nice. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, let me ask you something. Who, who in the nerdcore genre have you not worked with that you would love to work with? Now you've already worked with Mega Ran. Well, I just did uh, remixes for him. So, but yeah, oh, yeah basically, Oregon. It's kind of working with him, I guess. But like, oh, okay, so you basically snag one of his instruments. I'm excuse me, one of his uh, uh, acapellas or something, and you put one of your yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, he, yeah, he sent me his acapellas, and he said, "Hey, do a remix, do a remix album." And I was like, "Sure." So that's how that happened. Oh, like, okay. He got so a you did a whole. 
okay, so you did a whole album with acapellas from him, huh? Yeah, like three quarters of the album, not the whole thing, but the majority of it. Okay. Mm. Um, Damn. But yeah, I like to, I like to work with, I like to work with uh, Samus. She's very dope. Oh, on billboards. Shit. Like, that's what I was doing. Yeah, Samus, yeah. man. Yeah, man. So you did anything yeah. with Mother Brain album? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> like Mother Brain album. I tried to join Blacktopia like a long ass time, like like a year ago, and she uh uh she did not. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, she's busy. She, she's she's yeah, grinding. Yeah, yeah, Samus. Yeah, she yeah she's dope, mm-hmm. man. She uh. Uh, uh, shout out to Samus. I know you're not listening, but uh, but yeah, you you you. She made you listen in the future. Somebody get this get this to her, and uh, and join Blacktopia. Mm-hmm. Definitely join it. And um <laughs> and and yeah, she she's awesome. She's dope. Yeah, I work with her. Uh, Kay Murdoch. Uh, oh yes, Kay Murdoch. MC Front a lot. Um, MC Front a lot. He's like one of the pioneers of Nerdcore. Uh, uh-huh. MC Lars. Uh, it's, it's quite a few that we want to work with. Ah, okay. Uh, YT Cracker. Yeah, him too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I guess you can't go down the list because you'd be pretty much, you, you'll fuck with all of them. <laughs> <Pretty much>. Yeah. <laughs> True. I need to hear what you did with Samus, though, man. I'm like, I'm. I'm we're doing a show. We're talking like we're in, we're in my living room chatting right now. Uh, y'all jump in, man. <laughs> Give us a call, 516-387-1219, and press 1. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be, Jade. That's how the show is. It's like you're sitting in the living room chatting. I'm enjoying the conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. But, but going back to Samus, though, uh, 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 can you uh, send me the – yo, Whatever you did on the Mother Brain album, uh, imp- just send it to me because I want to hear that. I want to, I want to, yeah. Uh, I haven't worked, I haven't worked with Samus. Like, I want to, but oh yeah, you want like, to. I, oh, oh sorry. Yeah, want to, yeah, yeah. She's well, she's on a list of too. like dream collabs. Like, I have like a dream, I have a dream collab list, and it's like it's pretty long. But yeah, she's definitely in the top five <laughs> for sure. Hell yeah. So who is in your top five? Samus, Mega Ran, who else? I I think two of them already. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mega Ran, Samus, uh, Richie Branson, like that. Richie Branson, that's gonna happen like sooner, like sometime this year. <laughs> but got gotta wait on that. Um, who else? Uh, K Murdoch, and yeah, MC Front a lot. Definitely. Now K Murdoch. He- because I thought he was just a producer. Who? You want to collaborate with him? I mean, does Kate Murdoch, is he a vocalist too? Because I, I thought he was just a, a producer. Yeah, he is. But I want to, like, you know, collab produce <laughs> for sure. Oh, okay. You want to make a beat with him. Yeah, I got you. Okay, because yeah. Kate Murdoch, man, you know what, man? One of my favorite uh, Mega Ran songs is the one he, where he sampled uh, Little Nemo. For, uh, uh-huh. That that song that song is called Dream Master. That is a best. See, that's yeah. just some positive. That's some positive black people shit right there, man. 
Like, like, yep. like uh, that, that, that. Adrian Charleston. Uh, when you were talking about uh, your son, KW the artisan, you know how you know saying that he didn't want to do all the stuff the other kid is doing, and 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 and, and he, he went to college and found out there's other black, you know, kids that that's into the same stuff he's into the video games. That that Dream Master is that's the soundtrack for that for that type of stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm, yeah, shout out to that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. Yeah, that song was dope. And, uh, and, and Kate Murdoch, when he sampled, uh, the Astonics, uh, Aston, well, how do you say that word? Uh, for, for, like, that, that, that's how, oh, oh, and when he, oh, it, oh, man, I'm sorry, I'm like a, I'm a fanboy. I'm a fan nerd, a nerd, <laughs> black nerd. That's fan. a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. I'm embarrassed, but uh, you know, uh, uh, um, um, Chrono Trigger. Chrono yeah. Trigger. Yeah. Yeah, you should sample that whole video game. Uh, the Frog. Yeah, so many. it's been done so many times. It's been done so much. Kind of like, hey, Chrono Trigger is like one of my favorite RPGs, no doubt. Yeah. But the music's so great, and everybody's. Sampled it so much, I kind of just like stared away from you know making a beat from that. I mean, it's still yeah, dope though, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that's kind of like Mega Man. Like, every, it's like Mega Man and Super Mario Brothers. It's like everybody has that's right. that surface. Everybody samples that. So it's like yeah, you gotta you gotta get a. That's why I told you get balance. So you 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 need uh-huh. to get balance for the second for the second Genesis and sample that, and nobody will know it came from a video game. Like that, you gotta get stuff that ain't nobody heard of. You gotta, you know how uh, producers, right. conventional hip hop producers dig in the crates and they they sample some old yeah. James Brown. So they sample some James yeah. Brown shit that don't nobody know about, like some old, like your granddaddy don't even listen to it type records. Like that's how you gotta do the video yeah. games. You gotta dig in the crate and get them video games yeah. that people are sleeping on. You know, because like yep. you said, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah you we out of eye on that. Like uh. Mm-hmm. Mario Brothers been done to death. I don't even count that. And if you sample Mario, but I don't want to hear that. Uh, Mega Man, that's been done a billion times. And uh, and 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 Chrono Trigger. And now and now, well, Samus. Now because of Samus, stuff like Metroid is being sampled. And, and The Legend of Zelda, that's been done to death too. So it's like I don't. If, if you're sampling those games, I don't, I don't even want to hear you. You, you. You're not creative enough. Dig in the crate. Get a get a game nobody. Yeah, yeah, funny thing is, um, I sent that Metroid beat to Samus like a oh, while years ago, and I, when I sent it to her, like I was like super nervous because she's a producer as well. Like she's a producer more than a rapper, and like she does like crazy beats too. And not only that, like she's getting a PhD in uh, science of sound, <laughs> so it's like yo, know, like she already knows about like vibrations and you know. Uh, sideways, it's like her production is going to be like almost on top of Dr. Dre's, like that, like omnipotent, like dopeness. <laughs> so I was like, like, oh, like, should I really give her this beat? Like, she probably like shit on this and, <laughs> and make something a hell of a lot better. Yeah, this is my throwaway track <laughs> when I'm practicing. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, man. Man, oh man! But did she talk? Did she say anything back to you? Because uh, when I tried to get her to join Blacktopia, she spoke back to me too and said no. 
yeah, she's dope. Like I saw her perform uh, last year at Macfest, but like mm-hmm. I talked to her, I talked to her whatever, and like she's like selective as far as like who she works with, and whatnot. Because she signed with um, uh, she signed with some independent label in New York, so like she's very like critical on who she performs with and who she collabs with. Cause you know the paperwork and whatnot, but I mean, but she's always she's always open to do stuff. And so like, wow. you know, I'll try to get with her like in the next couple months to see what we can do. Heck yeah, Sam. Sam should. I'm telling you, she should join Blacktopia and she should work with some guy named Jay with some, some promo, <laughs> and because everybody would know who she is by now. I'm telling you, that's that's. I'm not to, not because I'm telling you, man. I got ideas. The salmon. She needs to. She needs to reach out to me. Like, like, uh, 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 yeah, you know, you should send this to her. Send this to her. Uh, Samus, join Black Talk. <laughs> okay, I'll, 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 I'll calm down. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, all right. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm, I'm doing good. Hey, Barbara, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> hey, uh, you 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 just chilling and enjoying yourself, right? I'm letting y'all talk. I mean, I, I did my interview and stuff. Mm-hmm. I do had a question getting started to um the effect of video games and all on kids because I've always had a problem with these two. I'm quite sure y'all like these, but Call of Duty and uh, Grand Theft Auto. I've always uh, had a problem with both of those. I mean, for you, feel what you think about those particular two? I think. It says mature and, you know, you know, 18 and over. But I've seen parents mm-hmm. when I was in there buying video games for people, kids, and for my own. I saw folks um, with children under 10 um, buying these games for these kids to teach them how to play. And, I, and I mean, you know, you're already going to learn grown things out on the street as it is. Better yet, among mm-hmm. your peers in school. I don't see introducing that kind of lifestyle to those kids on the TV when most of them live by the TV as it is. So, I mean, what do you think about those two particular games, per se, before we go to break? Uh, I mean, those are pretty cool games, but, like, I'm not, I'm still not saying why parents buy their kids, like, mature games. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. at that's just crazy. Cause, I mean, it says on the box, Info Mature. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and like it's it's definitely on the, it's on the parents to you know control what these kids are playing. Cause I mean, like you said, they're gonna get it outside the home. So I mean, right. I guess I guess they just just you know communicate on what they're about to play because the TV's not doing it and the people outside aren't doing it. So. I mean, you just got to have that uh, that communication with your kids. Right. And I see for the lady when we saw her in there buying both games for her children, her trumped-up excuse was, well, they going to go behind our back and play anyway. Well, first and foremost, if I tell your ass no to not doing something, that's what I mean. So if I catch you mm-hmm. in there doing what I've asked you not to do, then your little behind is ready for the consequence to come behind it, whether it's my hand yeah. or belt. So, you know, I don't, right. I don't understand that cop-out with they're going to mess with it anyway. That shows you have no um, authority right. 
or right. respect within your home. And, I mean, I've heard too many people say that while I was waiting in line for these games when they first came out or, um, you know, going in the stores in general, Walmart, whoever, selling it, that's always been a cop-out among the mother or the father that they're going to get it anyway or go to a friend's house anyway. And then, too, for that, going to a friend's house, I tell a parent there's some things I don't want my kids seeing or dealing with. Right. That's what I mean as well. You need to have that respect for me. I know it's your home, but if I have my children under strict rules, like you said, you won't allow it out all the time. If my kids are under strict rules, I expect you to follow my rules in your home, just like if your children come to me, I will have the same mm-hmm. respect for you. And that's not what's going on in this generation where that's concerned either. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a tragedy. But, yeah, there definitely needs to be way more communication because that's not an excuse to say, oh, they're going to learn anyways. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, you bring up your child. They are not. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to want to get. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Phil. Um, no, you good. You good. You good. Okay. Well, I just want to hurry up and um, we're going to take this break right quick, and then after the break, because you know we got to shout out the sponsors, and uh, plus we got Butterfly Flow coming up, and then we come back and get straight into this topic and really discuss it. And we're also going to discuss some other things. I'm done uh, nerding out. I'll, I'll nerd out in the <laughs> inbox later. Uh, uh, Long sponsor. There's some. Live my dreams while you're still napping. Living- 
music for the crowd reaction It's my passion, staying hype Never give up the mic like it's Nike It's just my psyche and Cupid I can't help but laugh like what Felonius looped it And at my full potential, I look greener than grass SPF, we don't play your games Greater than Dale Gribble and the Kaze Kage Born from Jeff Bridges, but I look like Dante I'm just kidding, soy un elefante Trying to cross the bridge so I can catch the tiny waves I'm about to start rapping, that's my favorite saying When I'm hitting my verse, I can go for days But when it comes to days, I'm shot down Harambe I am in pen heaven. I committed suicide in an inkwell. Poetry breathed life back into my soul. My words are my witnesses, written into existence. My pen leaves smoke trails of ink. As I write through the lines of this paper, the air filled with smoke, smelling only of my ink vapor. This is Tammy S. Thomas, and you just heard a poem called Ink's Heaven out of my new poetry book, Emotional Soul of a Poetess. And you can buy my book on Amazon.com. Hey there, my beautiful people. This is Andrian, your holistic health coach, coming at you from the global front. What if I told you only four ounces of this water for 30 days would lead you to longer, healthier hair, softer skin, more energy, better, stronger workouts, Increased sex drive and stamina, come on now, easier weight loss to get you that sexier body, no more pain and stiffness, all while getting rid of any drugs or medication you're on, and it's all natural, it's all available without a prescription. Contact me for more information at andrian65 at gmail.com, A-N-D-R-I-A-N-E-6-5 at gmail.com. Peace. 
is Nikki Brown, and I am the owner and founder of Circa 2009, a quality all-natural powder company that meets all of your needs. You can find us online at www.circa2009.com. www.circa2009.com. Look forward to seeing you soon. Bye. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you too cheap to get cable. Let uh-huh. me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you're running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, 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 dun. Me up. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me, I can call you, 937-287-0736, or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com, or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Damn, girl. I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. That's how I lost the weight. Child. Now, wait a minute, girl. So all you're saying I got to do is drink this tea and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep them curves, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes. 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 Order Total Life Changes Tea from curvybutthealthy.com today. Yeah. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. All right. You're now listening to the second hour of Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Bob the Country Clean Lady, Agent Charleston the Butterfly. Some guy named Jay. That's me. All right. Now, this is the part of the show where, where we uh, do some more plugging right quick. Uh, and then I pass the mic over to Adrian Charleston to do Butterfly Flow. And uh, and so here's what I have to say right here. This segment is called the Old Church Lady Announcement. Uh, all right. And um, so let me go ahead and start with this announcement. In 2018, we'll have our first official Blacktopia Convention and Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, yes. We will have workshops, vendor booths, meet and greets, live music, guest speakers, and it will just be one big ecosystem for supporting black businesses, black talent, and spreading information and education. Keep checking back for more updates and information on the official Blacktopia conference and convention by joining the Blacktopia Facebook group or by going to blacktopia.org. Okay? Also, the next thing I want to say is... uh, 
is uh, if you love Blacktopia, if you love the website, if you love the show, if you love this show right here, Blacktopia presents Roundtable Talk Radio, and uh, and all the other things that we have going on, the Blacktopia mobile app, the Blacktopia this, the Blacktopia that, all all things Blacktopia, and uh, you you should uh you know feel compelled to drop some money in the hat, <laughs> make a small donation to us at Blacktopia's Patreon page by by visiting www Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Blacktopia. Your donation to to our Patreon page. Uh, some of the money will go back into patronizing, will go back into patronizing other black-owned businesses, as well as uh, you know the the the, page, the, the, uh, the donations will also go towards teaching me how to read. It will also go towards our upcoming conference. And convention that we're having in 2018, um, among other things. So it's like you're, 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 it's like the money's being recycled. You know, if, if you, you drop a dollar in the hat, and then we drop the dollar elsewhere, and, and that's how that's how we make the Blacktopia world go round. What you all will get return for your kind donations or subscriptions is uh, we'll provide original content for you on the Blacktopia Patreon page. Uh, and it, it's stuff that you can only get there. You can't get it nowhere else. Uh, one of the things that we have is called Meet the Blacktopian. So you'll be able to see, uh, you'll be able to get detailed information on, on Blacktopians and uh, behind-the-scenes looks at things going on, videos, things like that. And the only way you'll be able to see those things is by making the donation because once you make the donation, those pages will unlock. And you'll be able to uh, to check out the uh behind-the-scenes footage and the podcast exclusives and things like that. And I'm also thinking about putting some, some of Barbara's Country Clean Ladies testifiers up there, too. So uh, so some of the testifiers that, that that's not on YouTube yet you may want to join the Blacktopia Patreon page to see what she's talking about. She's dropping that good knowledge like she always does. And, um, and, um, and, and we'll, we'll also provide you with other things, too, on the Blacktopia Patreon page. So definitely... Make a small donation. You can all you you can just put a dollar in the hat. You don't have to five dollars, six dollars, none of that. You can just drop a dollar, and that's fine. Next week, next week on June twenty seventh, June twenty seventh, excuse me, our guest will be author D. Christopher Harvey to talk about his books, it's Incredible Ink, and Three D. So tune in for that on June twenty seventh. Author D. Christopher Harvey, and uh. On the 4th of July, we're still doing a show. So uh, so if you guys are barbecuing and doing that stuff and you guys want some, some you, you t- you're tired of listening to your, uh, you know, family members, uh, you know, rolling necks and cuss and, and, and well, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, you can also listen to us, too, your other family, your other crazy aunts, and uh, <laughs> Barbara and Adrian. No, no, they're, they're, they're not crazy aunts. They're, they're um I didn't mean to say that. Well, anyway, um, let me unplug Adrian Charleston's mic. Because on the 4th of July, Barbara the Country Queen, we're going to put her in the in the hot seat, and we're going to interrogate her this time. We'll ask her a bunch of questions. And I got some I got some crazy shit I'm going to ask Barbara. It's going to be, oh, my God. So uh, so if you ain't got nothing to do on June 4th of July, like if you don't have a family, or if you don't celebrate it, because why do that? It's not our Independence Day. Uh, definitely join us on Blacktopia. Yes, yeah, our, our Juneteenth is our independence. In Adrian Charleston, I think I unplugged your mic. You're supposed to take it from me right now. I'm hey, I didn't up. know you, you 
You are a little bit. You just kept rambling. And uh, I'll just pick it up from where you left off. Speaking of family, <laughs> um, this is Adrian Charleston with tonight's Butterfly Flow. And tonight I will be talking about family. And as you know, my butterfly flows are normally from current things that are going on in my life and sometimes around the world and sometimes with other people in Blacktopia or even our host. Um, so, and, and I bring up family because Father's Day just passed and I was in New Orleans visiting my father's side of the family and, you know, bonding with them and connecting with them. And I also want to say that family is who you decide is family. And I know that, um, I really haven't said anything because I, I don't like talking about death and things that happen, but I do want to give condolences to Barbara and her losing her mom. Like in, And like I said, family is who you call family. It doesn't matter if it's biological. It doesn't matter if it's blood. If that's your family, that's your family. If that's who you decide your family is because sometimes blood can <laughs> treat you a little worse. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the people that are in your life, the people that are positive for you, the the aunts, the uncles, the the mothers, the fathers, the sisters, the brothers, the people that you decide to call family. And again, that's either blood related or not. And it's it's all about that bond and all about spending time with them. And I personally I enjoyed my time in New Orleans with my family. I got time, like a couple days, um, I was able to spend time with my auntie who will be 89 next month. And every time I see her, it's like a whole nother ball of joy because she gives out so much information about the family. She has a wealth of knowledge. She wants to talk. She wants to share. And I b- believe it's important for us to get to know the elders of our family, whatever our family is, because those are the people that have the knowledge. Those are the people that try to help us not repeat the things of the past, although everything continues to repeat. But sometimes, like they say, if you know your past, you can um, have change for the future. And I I just want to say my Aunt Lois is a wealth of information, although, you know, as most older people, she has her digs because I was I was walking down the hall one day and she was walking behind me and said, "Oh, you got the family hip. You get that from your great grandma." I was like, oh, "Thank you." Like I didn't know what to say because you know older people just say what's on their mind and it's and it, again it's still a joy. So cherish your family, cherish the elders of your family, cherish the people around you, and just continue to share to love to take in the information and the things that they have for you because you never know when it's not going to be there any longer. So this is Butterfly Flow with Adrian Charleston. So thank you. Oh, yes. A few of y'all, uh, I saw y'all crush one and, uh, during during uh, the, the old church lady announcement, and y'all hurried up and got out the queue. Right quick, yeah, y'all stop doing that. Y'all, y'all, that's, it's happening again, man. I think they're playing with me. You need to but, start uh, writing down the numbers. Some... Write down the numbers, and then even after they get out of the queue, pick them up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So definitely, y'all can press one and come back. Come back. I'm, I'm done talking. I'm done talking. We're about to get straight to our topic. There's video games, and uh, Barbara kicked us off in the first hour. Uh, the video games have a negative effect 
on the children, on the youth, and um, and you know, I I I I don't I don't I don't I don't care for uh, Grand Theft Auto. I don't like that game. Yeah, and I, and Call of Duty, I'm not a fan of that either. But, you know. Yeah. Colonial Trump. Do you like those two games? I bet you do. Uh, GTA, GTA, yes, but Call of Duty, not that much because it's just you know shoot and repeat. Yeah, I, I do not like them. I, you know what? I do like on 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 Call of, uh, on excuse me on uh, Grand Theft Auto. I do love the cutscenes, and if they could just cut them all together yeah. and make a movie out of, it, <laughs> I would I would do it. But I don't like to play it. I don't like to because uh, I'm a, I'm a I'm a, a geeky geeky. And I like RPGs, like say, like Breath of Fire, Final Fantasy, and Chrono Trigger, and Zelda and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, where, where a guy's right. walking around with a sword, and he's uh, collecting fairies and doing magic and shit. That, that's, I'm into that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like fantasy. I don't like. I, I mean, real life is already scary and, and crazy. I don't want to. I don't want to go into a video game and play real life, and especially some mobsters and shooting and, and war and shit. I don't. I want. I want. No. I want to escape. And y'all want to go to a fantasy world where there's where there's magical ponies and shit like that, you know what I mean? But sometimes for for some people that that is an escape, that is a magical land to be able to kill people. I mean, I'm just letting you know that for some people, sometimes that lets off their steam, that lets out their you know frustration because they're not able to do it in real life. So your fantasy world can be different from somebody else's fantasy world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes yeah, I don't yeah, like, them play those games instead of doing it in real life. So. Right. Yeah, usually, okay, like, nowadays, I'm more worried about adults having a negative effect <laughs> by playing video games right. than kids. I mean, like, these days, I don't yeah. know what's Now, wait a minute, girl. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's up with people, but, like, they're just all out, you know, kill people because they saw it in a video game or whatever. And I was like, is, I mean, I would think common sense would come into play, but I guess it's not that common, so. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't do that in real life. It's, it's a game, you know, but people don't get it. Right. I don't know. Yeah, and as you were saying before, it's, you know, it's it's about the parents making, you know, seeing what they're doing, making sure. But, again, there's not a lot of that going on because little Billy is going to act up if he doesn't get the game, if he doesn't get to play, you know, certain things. And at some point you, you know, people as parents have to watch, like, is it a a healthy thing for them to play this game? You know, it's one thing to play it for fun here and there, but if you're upset because you can't play it, or if they're, you know, acting out because they can't play it, or certain things are going on, and that's the first restriction you go to, and they escalate to a whole nother level, there's probably a problem there because there's something in their mental or something in their psyche that's probably not healthy dealing with the game. And, again, that's not with everybody. I mean, you get some adults that don't play it, and they act out. So it probably checks out right. you. But, <laughs> and, but I mean, and, even with you know, but even with like t- today's standards, I mean, like it's not just gaming on a gaming console, but I mean, just like even games on the cell phone, and not even just mm-hmm. games, just looking like just constantly looking at a screen, <laughs> it, it kind of right. like it, right. it melts your brain, you know, and like yeah, kids and adults just need to just not look at 
some LED screen and like you know actually go outside and look what like, look what's out there, you know. Yeah, and and they're on the screen. Yeah, and they're starting children out earlier and earlier. And I do want to say in my neighborhood, you know, uh, okay, I'm not gonna say I don't like kids, but I can stay away from if I I possibly can. I will stay away from them. But there's a group of kids. They as long as it's nice outside and it's not too cold, they're outside playing football. And this is including the little girls. So sometimes I sit at my window and I watch them because it's so rare to see kids playing. They're playing football. They're running up and down the street. They're doing stuff. You got a couple that ride their bikes. Like, it's rare that kids aren't out. You know, that it's, yeah, I I I love it, and, you know, it gets on my nerves all at the same time. But. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I and I also want to say this thing. Oh, yeah, I also want to say we got a caller that want to jump in. And, uh, oh, yes, go ahead. Keep on this topic. Uh, caller in the five eight six nine one three. You're on the air. Who is this? Walter Perry Lee. Walter Perry Lee, how you doing? Good, good, good. How you guys doing tonight? You doing the show, Walter? Yeah, man. Dynamite. Dynamite. Yes. Yes. So, so now, Walter, do you do you have a question for Felonious Funk? Uh, or you want to talk about the uh, topic that video games uh, have a, a negative effect on, on people that, that, that shouldn't be playing them? I don't. I think the kids need the parents need to keep an eye on their kids on the video games that the kids are doing and stuff. You not to watch to stay away from all that negative stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. And you know mm-hmm. just. Because I know I I feel what she's saying is I got my, I got nieces and nephews around ages like that and I'm making and I hope my brothers is steering them in the direction to, to keep them away from all that. I got stuff you. Of, I got you. Right, and because if I had kids, I would do the same thing. And I mean, like I said, I know it's. Because I know when I look at my brother and his family, I've been making sure all three of them have making sure they steer clear from stuff that not to get caught up in situations down and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, because you gotta you gotta steer the kids away from you know. Yeah, that's how. That's why kids is watching even movies and television shows. All that violence because they want to. They stealing, you know, teenage. They stealing stuff, you know. You know, people carjacking, home invading, all that stuff, and that's the reason why you gotta keep, you know, steal the kids in the direction like that. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you, Walter. Uh, what 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 activities do you recommend kids should you should indulge in instead of playing video games? Thank you, Tom. I want them to find the one that don't have much stuff in like that. You know, not too much. You see what you see and stuff like that, and make sure everything is straight before you know making sure that if they go on the internet, make sure everything is. It's I got you. Not I got you. Right. That's why. Yeah. I, so, 
So basically, make sure they they um go. You said don't go in there. Well, what, what was the, what was the answer to my question? Oh, what did I ask you? I forgot. Like, what other ways to um what other ways to you know interact with your kids instead of video games? Yeah, that, that's what I asked you. Yeah, Walter. Uh, making what, sure with the video games, make sure if. If it's good video games that don't have too much, this, you know, too much violence and stuff, too much just sets and stuff like that, make sure they, they making sure they don't uh, get get too mm-hmm. caught up into it, you know, not to be, you know, that's how to make sure everything. If they buy a video game, make sure the check, you know, make sure the parents. Take it, you know. Make sure the parents go with them. What kind of it is, and all that stuff before they buy it, and they go to and explore on the internet of it too. Say it with your chest. And I, I yeah. also believe that you know parents should get out and do things with their children. Because you were asking what other things, I mean, what you should do instead of video games. Um, right. When my son was younger, we did. Um, we would go play paintball. We would um, go running. I was in the military, so. I would bring him to the track with me. Even my nephew, who's in the military now, I've had him running with me since he was like six years old. So it's all about getting them away from just that. Like, and I'm not saying video games are bad. You can play video games. But when it's just that, it's not, you know, productive for the mind, for the body, for the spirit, for anyone. And so as as a parent and an auntie, I would... I'd take my nephews out. I'd take my son out. Like, I would take my son's friends out, make them run laps around the track. That's just what what I did because I feel that they, you know, and they would be tired, like, oh, my goodness, I don't know how you make it around. I'm like, dude, it's a one lap. Come on. And you can tell that's, that's all they've been doing is sitting around a TV all their life. So sometimes, you know, the parents might not always be able to get out there with them, but, I mean, you know, people talk junk about soccer moms and football dads and all this other stuff, but it's getting the kids out. It's getting them into activities. Mm-hmm. It's getting them moving instead of sitting all the time. Well, so I think that would, that's always great. I feel that, too, when we were little. We used to watch the cartoons and, and all that, and that was something that, you know, we look at, you know, because it was the positive ones and stuff, and, and uh, when we look at that, and we go outside and, and play, you know, and play and, and kill them. But this is like, our kids just sit around and watch it, and, and sometimes when they go out, they kind of want to emulate, imitate what they saw. And that's the reason why you got to make sure they don't just, you know, if they go out, just make sure the parents go with them where they what they do or where they go and stuff like that, you know, and have, have you know, spend time with them and have fun with, you know, go out. Is and this a rerun? Yeah. Well, something's wrong with your phone. You sound a little uh, muffled. But while you're adjusting that, uh, Phil, I wanted you to ask, I want to ask you, Felonious Funk, um, what, what what activities would you recommend for the children? You know, because I, I know you, you're getting a lot of things. Um you know, you could, I guess you could you could recommend. Uh, well, I can't answer the question for you. Sorry. Here's the mic. Take it from me. Um, I mean, I don't know, just just go outside, man. Because I mean, you know, I get a lot of inspiration from 
know, just looking at everyday stuff, like, you know, looking at birds, bees, traffic, you know, whatever. Uh, but, I mean, it's not – and I'm not always on my phone. So it's like it's just that break from, you know, looking at stuff on the Internet or even making music. Like, I just need a – you just need my brain to breathe. And so I just, like, go take a walk, you know, uh, I mean, usually I walk. I walk to work instead of drive, so I'm just, you know, experiencing and I'm just experiencing life, you know, just doing simple walking. But yeah, like play sports, uh, you know, go playground, like you know, just do activities that's not in front of a screen. <laughs> like I would say, but um, but even with me, like back when I was younger, I mean. For some kids, like, the parents aren't there because, you know, they're at work. And yeah. with the economy these days, like, your parents going to probably work, like, hell, two or three jobs, you know, trying to make ends meet. So mm-hmm. all, all that's left is the TV or cell phone. So, I mean, yeah, it, like, it really is, like, up to the parents, you know, to tell them that, like, it's up to the parents to – you know, interact with the child, but also, you know, give them, less, give them lessons on That's why true. you should play this and why you should do that, you know. That's what I um, pray, you know. That's why I think about my my brother's kids and hope they know what they do, they are doing mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's why yeah. I, and that's why I said, you know, I, you know, if I had kids, my children on my own, I would tell the same thing. You know, let's spend time, let's interact yes, with yes. them, let's let's take to go out and have a good time, and spend more time. You know, when you get off of work or you have days off from of work, spend time with your fam, your kids, and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Oh, oh yeah, and I want I want to say this too. Um, even if you okay, if you're gonna uh, let the kids play the video games, you know, and you're gonna you know, get get the video games with mature ratings on it, even though the kids shouldn't be playing the games with the mature ratings. You know, spend some time with your kids. You know, quality time. Sit down, play the game with the kids, see what they're getting into. Because, you know, sometimes when they're doing that, you, you know, you may need to explain stuff to them. Like, okay, you know, this is just a video game. You know, or, or you need to let them know what they're doing, you know, because, you know, let them know, like, okay, I killed that mob boss in the video game because he owed me money. But in real life, that's not how you handle problems. You know, you have to right. explain it to them a certain way. You know, you know, you can't say, okay, yeah, you just jumped on that turtle's head, you know, to kill it, but you don't jump on people's heads. That's not what you do. You know, you don't. Mm-hmm. That's not what you do, uh, Billy. So you gotta, you gotta explain to kids what they, what they're looking at. You know, um, right. You know, uh, yeah, because sometimes they don't know. Sometimes you know the kids don't know. So you know, so you're gonna mm-hmm. let the kids play video games and, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't have any kids that I know of. At least not yet. Um, Even when you go to not. the movies, take them when you go. If they want to see a move, movie too, or with like all the, like Boss Baby or any other movie like that, you see for children like like rated G or something or PG. You know they see like cartoon movies and stuff. When you go to the theater, go with them and take them. Is too dead. But you know, y'all, there's a spinoff to this. There, there, there's a spinoff to you know video games and their effect on young people. My generation from the '80s, was though I'm 44 and born in '73, 
the eighties to really early two thousand, um, video games were considered evil if you dealt with it from a religious perspective. So a lot of parents, grandparents who were church bound didn't really allow them in the home. Um, video games didn't really evolve until after 2000. This generation here kind of brought them back into prominence because mm-hmm. really Atari, even Atari and Sega Genesis and um, the other one, I can't think of the name of it, but those games were uh, with an old PlayStation. Those games, even for our grandparents, were considered too secular, too adult. For us as children back then, right. and some of them were just really play yeah. games. They weren't really dangerous. Just to popping somebody with the little um, b-ball or you know um, Sega running over you and stuff like that, yelling Sega. Those those type mm-hmm. things um, for for grandparents were harsh. Nowadays, I mean, if my grandma was still alive, would have a heart attack on some of the shit yeah. that they have on some of these video games now, because she really would be yelling the devil. Um, and, and I think it's the responsibility of the parent because, I mean, Adrian, I know you know from dealing on the psychological prospect from it, some of these kids take these games to heart. They've had movies. They've had TV shows. Some people have reenacted on some of their um, police dramas where children have taken these games and taken them to the street. They've actually, man-wise, tried to reenact what they played, and that's because a parent was not around to do their job to let them know right. the difference between reality and fantasy. So, I mean, right. you've got a lot mm-hmm. of aspects where these video games are concerned. You have a psychological point of view. You have a um, religious point of view. And both of them play a big part in it. But, but all in all, the responsibility falls on the parents. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and how you allow your child to view these things and how many hours on end your children are sitting there playing these games. Right. Or looking at that type of violence. This is all on you. Right. When it all falls down. So, I mean, you know, and that's the problem. You don't have a lot of parents taking their responsibility for the consequences of these video games you spend 100 to $300 on. Right. Right. Because they put, they yep. give them those games to get them out of the way. And exactly. as long as they're busy, they're not checking on them. They're not in there with them. I mm-hmm. I used to play the game. Look, I played video games with my son, but like it was like you know Tekken and Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like those games, mm-hmm. so I like the fighting games just because. Right. But like you know, like you say, you spend time with your child to see what they're playing, to see what they're doing, so right. you know. Yeah. So he he you know he's talking junk. I'm whooping mama's butt, but you know it ain't about to happen in real life. This don't right. right. Like, <laughs> and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. See, reality, reality takes over right. from, you know, the fantasy takes over from reality because they don't have anybody to show them the difference between the two. And like you right. said, Adrian, for a lot of these parents, they throw these children in front of these games as a means to get them out their face. And you don't realize the harm in what you're doing. All you see is a game on the screen. They're looking at it in a whole nother pers- – it's like a how-to manual to show my ass. And you don't realize what you're doing when you set them in front of it and just let it go. You give them that, as they always say, that privacy and space. Ain't no such thing in a home where you ain't paying no bills. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And, I mean, but this is what happens when you allow that. Now you right. got all kind of chaos going on that you can't control the with the media and in front of your house. Mm-hmm. 
and everything. You know, so, I mean, it gets out of control. And, I mean, Felonious, how you feel about that in general? Because with you guys putting that into your music, you know, it may make you a little bit responsible as well for how it's portrayed to the children. So, like I asked the group Saturday, how do you control that to keep it from getting out of control that they know the difference between reality and fantasy, even in y'all music? Hmm. Well, I mean, we don't, like, I mean, we don't, like, you know, promote, like, violence and all that, you know, it's especially with, like, the style that we do. I mean, like, it really doesn't call for. But, I mean, all you could do is just, you know, I mean, we just rap about, you know, we pretty much just rap about what we do and, like, what we like. Not so much, like, mm-hmm. what's going on out there. Because, I mean, yeah, there's, like, all kinds of crimes and whatnot. And, and kids, and surprisingly, kids might listen to our stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, we definitely want to just set that positive. We just, we just try to set the positive vibe as far as our music goes. You know, mm-hmm. we really don't try to get all violent and, you know, get all gangster on them. Like it's it's basically positive vibes, really. Mhm. I mean, because that's gonna be an important factor as well. Once you know, you know, Jay's been miracle been out for ten years, but I mean, once it actually gets that exposure through SPL, I mean, still, it, it's gonna be that factor where you're gonna have that. You're gonna have to look at it from both sides. You're gonna have a positive vibe from some parents saying, okay, oh, good, young men and women doing something positive with their lives that sound good. And then again, like I'm telling you, you're going to have the naysayers come at y'all and go, okay, well, there you are promoting, you know, promoting more violence. They're going, I mean, you're going to have it seen in two different lights. You know, are y'all going to be able to handle it coming at you both ways? And, I mean, that's really once you guys get out there and everybody really starts seeing it, are you going to be able to handle both the negative and positive effect of it? Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't have to put anybody's life in jeopardy like that, but I think we can handle it. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Now, uh, if you're singing from your phone, all you got to do is press one. We'll bring you on. If you're listening in from the link, all you got to do is give us a call at five one six three eight seven one two one nine. We're talking about. If video games have a negative effect on our youth, and the answer to that is uh, maybe. But we're listening to everybody <laughs> on the panel. We got Adrian Charleston, we have uh, Barbara the Country Queen Lady, and we also have Felonious Funk, the uh, the producer, the mastermind behind SPF, and he's uh, a rising star in the in the nerdcore uh, genre. <laughs> and um. What else we got? Oh yeah, Walter. Walter Perry Lee, you still on? You still on with us? Yep. Oh yeah, you enjoying the show, sir? Hmm. Oh yeah, Walter, you enjoying the show? Yes. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm glad to have you. You know, talking about it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to eat you. Yes, I am. Mhm. Good, good, man. Yes, yes. So um. Moving right along, so we ended up people scared. They act like they don't want to call in, but they want to listen. Um, Are you eating? Oh, okay. 
Not sharing? Uh, We're not sharing. We might have a good meeting over there. I'm trying to get it in while we're still on the air. Ain't no idea. We got 15 minutes. He could wait 15 minutes. Y'all know he country. I, I, don't get me. He properly country, but y'all know he country. He got to get that cornbread and that jerk chicken in. Don't say. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
uh, ruin the, the, the brains of the, ki- the kids. And they, they should not be doing it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have you have you checked out? Stuff. Have you had a long day? Okay. Oh yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm trying not to laugh. Go ahead, Barbara. Just, you go ahead. I mean, I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> well, hey, quick question though. Quick question. Yes. As far as like kids and video games, like. I know we talked about GTA and Call of Duty, but do you think yeah. games on phones do do you think they have the same effect? Yeah, as yeah. For messing up kids. Those two, those yeah. two, they're they're getting to. I mean, if you can't afford to buy the video games. Some of these games, mm-hmm. these about money for a lot of these uh, distributors. Now, if you can, I, I caught before the kids moved out. I caught um two three games that I ended up banning mm-hmm. from the network off my phone, um, they were playing, because they were worse than Call of Duty and uh, Grand Theft Auto. Um, mm-hmm. And I, look, I looked them up. They were free games, and the distributor was another young guy himself, like 22, 23 years old, that somehow he yeah. had a patent and a trademark to put them damn games out there. And, I mean, they were even worse with the actual, you could actually play having sex on the video, on the video game on the phone. Wow. Um. It, it was a how-to on how to rob places, and uh, it, I forgot what the name of both of them were, but um, they ended up getting cussed out and punched, both both boys, because they were playing those games. And I happened to come across them because my phone dings if it's something that's adult. Like I told you all a long time ago on the show, if it's something that's adult on their phone, it'll ding on my phone, both my phones. And it dings, and I was like, and I went in their room because I was like, who was on here on an adult um on an adult show, adult station, you ain't got no business on this phone because I'm fitting the beach ass. And when they gave me the phone, it wasn't an adult um, movie or whatever they were watching or um, network. It was the damn game. The game had it on there. And I was like, what in the hell? And I got it, you know, blocked off there. But, yeah, they're, they're now getting that smart. Since they know that they can't really get mm-hmm. you as far as to go to a store and spend that money or, you know, eventually you'll trade the game in like y'all do. But, you know, you can't get you to do all that. Now it can come to you in free apps. There are free apps and free games on the phone. So parents, y'all listening to me, um, they have new ways of doing it now. Some of these younger um, distributors and um, software creators, that I don't know what jackass is letting them do it, but they're letting them put it out in apps that actually are coming up on the phone for the kids now. So it's like a game yeah. you think is something fun. So you're right, Felonius. It's a game you think is fun, but it's not. It's actually more dangerous than the actual ones we're looking at. Because you feel like on their phone they're playing something crazy like the um, Soda Game Saga or something like that. They're not. Right. They're not. Those mm-hmm. games are even more dangerous. So they're even more dangerous. You just, I forgot right. all about that. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot all about it. Mm-hmm. You got to watch that, too, on the phone. I mean, really, there's nothing sacred. To be honest with you, there's mm-hmm. nothing sacred when it comes to raising kids. Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing sacred anymore. They, they People will mm-hmm. find any means to get in and ruin your child or, or find ways to influence them. Again, this falls back on you. It's up to the parent to control those things. And like I said, and Melinda just said up here, I call it sex and shelf. Melinda just said up here, when we were young, we didn't have privacy and space. But here lately, I'm hearing that being said by parents that, you know, they want to give their kids some privacy and space. Well, how far are you willing to go before you end up your child 13 out there with a 20-something-year-old man 
or kidnap or, exactly. you know, your son, your son out there trying to rob something because he saw it on the game on how to do it. I mean, how far are you willing to get them that space and that privacy? Because far as I'm concerned, like I said, if I don't see you paying no bills, I mean, even with you paying some bills, you won't have some respect. And that's what exactly. the problem is. These kids don't respect their home because the parents don't respect themselves. And I'm sorry. If that's that's right, girl. Child. It is what it, all of this falls on the parent, and as long as you know those those video game distributors and create software creators out there, know you got people not paying any attention. They're going to they're going to keep on creating those dangerous games, throwing them out there because they know somebody is not going to be paying attention. So either way, they're going to get you, whether it's a free app or you go out there and pay for it. They're going to get you because okay. nobody wants the responsibility to say no. It's, I mean, I hear that in 18 Clap years of cleaning, I, I see very many parents doing Hello? that. They have a problem with saying no. What sound? Yes, you're, you're on, Jay. We hear you. I think I'm on. Yes, I don't, I don't understand what the problem is Hello? with saying no, Fanny. It's for real. So I don't get right. it. Yeah. I don't get it. We can hear you, Jay, saying hello. We hear you. Hello? We hear you, Jay. He might be on I guess mute. he's having technical <laughs> difficulties. Again? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, FCM, this, this is your generation right here with this. I mean, Phil, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know how else to put it. Y'all do some strange stuff. But, again, it all falls mm-hmm. on the parent. That's why I say I really don't care if this generation at all. I'm sorry. I don't. Because just all kinds of respect, morality, Humility is all out the window. I mean, you want to be respected, and you want to claim a birthright that you ain't even earned, and you have no idea how it went. Well, you don't understand your background, so I don't, I don't yeah, get a lot of true. things with this generation. But I mean, yeah. as far as video games, it's controversial. You, you're gonna hear it being said all the way around. Video games are controversial either way you look at it. But again, the responsibility falls on the parents. You can't you can't sure. leave it nowhere but with the parent who allow it in the house and allow it to happen. That's it. Can't go no further than that. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. And Jay is having um difficulties. I don't know what what it is. He can't hear us, so I let him know okay. that we're still on and that everybody is still here. So, um we're down to the last six minutes. So, um, Polonius Funk, tell us anything that you would like for us to know about you, any social media, um, how to contact you, websites, everything. Just let us know all about you um, before we um, close out. All right. Well, this is Polonius Funk. You can find my music and my YouTube videos and pretty much everything about me on feloniusfunk.com. It's P-H-I-L-O-N-I-U-S-P-H-U-N-K.com. You find me on all the social media sites, like Bandcamp, SoundCloud, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all that. Uh, You can find SCF on SoundCloud or all the social medias, uh, SCF Nerdcore. Um, Yeah, we'll be having some new stuff. In the next few months So look out for that And Yeah we'll definitely be doing some shows too 
Yes, and, and I, I actually, I'm I'm glad you spelled that because I was like, how do you spell? I mean, cause, you know, everybody can spell different <laughs> things different ways, and I like that it's right. a play on your name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get that a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's neat. And um, Barbara, is there anything you want to say? Well, thank you for mentioning the loss of my baby. Appreciate that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm still I'm dealing with it. But know. you know, Phil, I'm so glad that you and the group are hanging in there and doing what you do. I was playing a little summer of the day while I was off at home. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you guys are doing what you do. Keep it up. Um, like we say it's Saturday, you. y'all stay in the midst of the kids as much as you can mm-hmm. and as much time as y'all can. Keep mentoring to them because a lot of them don't have that positive background. They just don't have it. It's not there. Um, and if y'all right. can give what you can, you know, let them know that everybody ain't got to be sitting around pregnant and barefoot or, or pants sagging and a bunch of babies, that you actually can mm-hmm. have a life. It's possible. So if you guys can keep right. teaching that, that would be a huge blessing and help to this generation who don't know no other way, it seems like, but that. Yeah, true. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I just want and I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listening and everybody um, that called in, even though everybody didn't chime in. <laughs> it's always mm-hmm. good to have great conversation. I, and I actually did love the conversation between you and Jay. I don't know why Jay thought it was too much, but I <laughs> I really enjoy it. And it's and it's good sometimes for um, me and Barbara to be able to sit back and listen mm-hmm. because it, it's mm-hmm. rare. If you didn't know, it's rare for Jay to sit this back and talk This is something that he's into. This, this, is, this is what he's into. That's why Saturday I let him get down with y'all, too. He loves anime <laughs> and video games, as you can tell. He, he, yeah. He's into yeah. that. So this is, his, this is right up his alley, aside from production and dealing with all the other stuff that y'all do. But this is right up his alley. So he, he I know, enjoyed himself. Wherever you at, mister, because I don't know what's going on with your stuff. But, yeah, he was right up his alley. And I actually enjoy learning some new things from you guys. But, I mean, every time we talk about it, I learn something new. I mean, because you have to ever be evolving when it comes to video games, ever evolving. Because something's always right. going on um, in this general. And, I mean, Adrian, I don't know if you knew, but they were trying to tell me about an 11-year-old that killed the little girl um, by yeah, accident. Yeah, so was looking at a wrestling video. Yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, it's, and where were the parents is what I don't understand once again. You know, this yeah. is where that responsibility falls. And, like, um, Chicago had a little boy um, that ran over two of, two of the guys that were bullying him because they had a video game, No More Bullying. And, again, it was a mm. how-to on how to defend yourself. And he got in his father's car. The, the father left the keys in the car and went into the store. He saw the two young men that had been picking with him and bullying him, um, got into the mm. driver's seat of his dad's car and ran over both young men. So now mm. he's facing life in prison. Right. Behind running over them because that's what the that's what the video game told him to do. If he could catch them in a surprising position, you know, get them not realizing his daddy's car weighing seven, eight thousand pounds was going to kill exactly. these two one hundred and you know, not even realizing the consequence of what he done. All he knew was he got rid of his bullies. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean this this kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's just a lot of it to it, controversial wise. But again, responsibility, like I said, falls on the parents. It exactly. falls in all parents, out. caregivers, or whoever is, you know, taking care of the child mm-hmm. at that time. Yes, yes. So um, I guess Jay won't be coming back. We're down to our last seconds. 
Um, anybody want to say anything else before we uh, get off the line? Well, we or don't have Birdman. We don't have Birdman. No. So we'll just say, uh, yeah. y'all finished talking. Uh, we threw all we done. So we did it for the Birdman. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> that's on here, y'all have a good night and a good week. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for tuning in. And we'll Thank see you, y'all Phil. And listen to y'all next week. Y'all have a good night. All right, baby. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.